welcome to All Things Dorothy's Daughter. I am your host, my name is Nini, and welcome to this edition as we continue the month of June discussion about friends, friendship, um, identifying friends, writing letters to friends, and today we are going to talk about being a friend to yourself first. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, love yourself, like yourself, look in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful. All those things work, right? Because all those things are true. However, we're going to kind of dig in a little bit to talk about why sometimes we can't be friends or excuse me, we can't choose us first as the number one friend and some of the barriers that actually could be in place because of that. So I wanna thank you for joining. I appreciate all of the fantastic messages I've been receiving. And so let's just dive right in because I think it's so important that for us to be good friends to others, you have to be a good friend to yourself. And you know, we talk about those things all the time But do we really dive in and say, how do we actually be a friend to ourselves? And there's a quote that I like by Eleanor Roosevelt. And the quote says, friendship with one with oneself is all important because without it, one cannot be friends with anyone else in the world. And I think that is such an important, important quote. Because if you think about it, oftentimes we focus on building relationships with others and we forget the critical, critical first step. And that is being friends with ourselves first, because that is a critical first step before you can truly be a friend to someone else. And how can you have good relationships with others if you don't even have a good relationship with yourself, right? Um, some of those, some of the problems or the reasons that we possibly can't have a great relationship with ourselves is because of the lies that we've been given or the lies that we've been fed as a child or, or through adulthood. And if you think about it, some of the lies, let's just think about some of the lies and let's put them out there right? Um, You know, you've heard you only use 10% of your brain. Well, that's a lie, according to the science, right? I'm not a scientist, but I was reading some studies. And another lie that we've heard, eating carrots improves your eyesight. Now, the beta carotene that's in the carrots actually does help to improve, or excuse me, to keep your eyesight the way that it is. But if you don't have 20-20 vision, Eating carrots is not going to turn your eyesight back to 2020. So they always say, you know, eating carrots improves your eyesight. Well, that's not true. Vitamin C cures the common cold. That's not true. Crime in the United States is at an all time high. That's not true. So we've heard these things over and over again. And it's because of the repetition that we believe those things. And so this all kind of relates to a problem where you are not able to be your best friend first, right? Because you could be worried 
or maybe you're concerned and, and deep down and sometimes what happens is we aren't even realizing that this record is playing over and over in our head because of some of the things that people have said to us or told us that we're not enough or maybe you made some mistakes in your past and you feel bad about it. Um, you're disappointed in yourself and you don't understand how you've made those mistakes. Even if it happened in the past or even you know, as a kid or whenever it happened to you, your subconscious mind, it still gives you a reason not to like yourself, right? Because you've been told that over and over and over again. Um, and so you start, I always call it kind of death by paper cuts. You start to feel that your past, there's no way that you can be your friend first because of the past that you've had, right? If others knew your past, they wouldn't even like you. I'm sure that some of you have thought about that before. Or you're concerned with your background, right? You might've wished you were born in a different family um, or that you have a different background or that you're, you know, that you went to college right out, right out of school or that you didn't go to college or whatever it is in your background, you can't accept the fact that that's in the past and you can't control it or nor you can't, can you change it? So that inhibits the ability for you to love yourself or excuse me, make yourself a number one priority when it comes to who's number one on your friend list, right? Well, let's say number two, because God should be number one, but who's number two, which should be yourself. Um, maybe you're not happy with your personality traits. Maybe, you know, for example, you might be an introvert and you're like, Ugh, I really wish that I was not an introvert, right? Because you continue to tell yourself that over and over and over again, it just becomes who you are and you don't like it. So there's that small record playing in your brain. I'm an introvert. I won't be successful here. I'm an introvert. Um, I wish I was an extrovert, right? Um, or you feel that you haven't achieved as much as some of those other people that are around you. You might think that no matter how hard you try, it's impossible for you to match them. So you're kind of comparing yourself to others because you're thinking maybe you're not smart enough. Maybe you're not talented enough. Maybe you're too old. Maybe you're too young. Think of all of that self-talk, which isn't allowing you to be that friend, that confidant, that motivator, that person that lifts you up within yourself, right? So does any of those things resonate with any of you? Because all of those things, all of that negativity gives you the ability or the, the approval to not like yourself, right? And so if I go back to what I said earlier about the things that are told to you over and over and over again, it's just repetition, right? Again, you're, you use only 10% of your brain. How many of your friends you've heard say that? Um, how many of your friends or people who you've heard say that identical twins have the same fingerprints? Well, guess what guys? That's not true either. Because when you think about identical twins, they share the same genetic makeup because they're formed from the, I'm not giving you a, you know, a lesson, but you know they're formed from the same fertilized egg. However, the fingerprints, they're not entirely a genetic characteristic. You know, they're, they're determined by the interaction of the genes in the development environment of the womb. So 
The fingerprint patterns, they're set between the 13th and 19 weeks of development in the womb. And there's a number of factors that cause the difference, the nuances between identical twins. And the reason that I'm bringing up identical twins is because I want to say that each and every one of us, each and every one of us deserves to be happy with ourselves, to, deserves to look in the mirror and be proud of who we see, deserves to say, I am my friend first, which then allows me to give to others. Because I believe our ultimate goal on this planet is to give to others because that's, at least for me, that's where I find a ton of joy is giving to others. But if I don't love myself first, or if I cannot even be a true friend, you know, forget the love, but the true friend to myself first, then how can I give to others? And how can I, you know, give good good and sound advice, advice to my friends? Because I can't even give good and sound advice to myself. As my friend first, my self-talk is important. And thinking about the, the repetition or the record that is possibly been playing in your mind as you've grown up through relationships or whatever that is, other people telling you you're not a good friend, you're not a good sister, you're not a good whatever employee, um, you think that you're not good enough, right? Because even of those lies that I told you a little bit earlier, you know, the or the stretching of the truth, the vitamin C thing, the 10% of your brain, if you think about the way that we are in society now is the facts don't actually matter, right? What's happening is facts don't matter. And if you think about how you feel about yourself and you as a friend, facts are not mattering, right? Because what happens is people tend to repeat the facts so often that you start believing them. That's why it says what comes out of your mouth matters to a child, right? When we talk about lifting them up and telling them, do we tell them, do we tell those children, you are such a good friend, I really value the qualities of you as a friend. We're not instilling that in them. So when we just repeat the same negative things to ourselves over and over again, or we're repeating it out or others are telling it to us, it becomes the illusionary effect, right? It's, it's the, it's the illusionary truth effect. And that it's a, in, listen, I did, a, I read a study that talked about a glitch in the human psyche that equates repetition to the truth. Look it up, illusionary truth effect. It's a glitch in the human psyche that equates repetition to truth. And this effect is it's way more powerful when people, when you're tired or when you're distracted by other information, right? You're busy, maybe you don't think you're good enough to be a great friend to yourself because maybe you filed bankruptcy, you know, 20 years ago or whatever the time is, but everyone's saying oh that's bad that's bad that's bad all those years you thought it was bad however you've you've done that for a particular reason and no one should be able to put judgment on you because you have your own reason and rationale behind that but the repetition of oh boy that's bad that's bad makes you feel guilty or shameful um for what you what you've done to to change or impact your life right so remember that the um, illusionary truth effect it's a it's it's a repetition of the truth and this thinking about that you know this 
illusionary effect is more powerful um, when you're distracted, when you're busy at work, when you're busy with family and kids. And so you don't take the time to, to truly figure out, have you changed as an individual? Maybe you did do something in your past that doesn't make you in your mind be friend worthy, but because of the repetition and this consistent bantering that's going on in your head, um, it's keeping you at a place where you don't feel that you're good enough, right? To be a friend or to be open and, and vulnerable. You know, this effect, this this repetition effect that we know is going on right now in our country, um, it was first noticed by a um, psychologist from the University of Toronto in the 1970s. So this isn't anything new. And I worked um, on the marketing team at one of in one of my jobs before and marketers and politicians they are very very good at this they're they're masters of manipulating this cognitive bias right that's what they do they're taught you know they're um, the people that work for them and in your, on your marketing team we are taught to say keywords over and over and over again, right? Everyone knows Nike, just do it. Nike doesn't even have to say, just do it anymore because we all know just do it and it relates and it's associated with Nike. So thinking about that repetition, um, it's, it's just, it's how are you using that to become a good friend for yourself, right? Um, because this effect works when people attempt to access the truth um, because when you, excuse me, let me just say this this way. When you attempt um, to access the truth, you rely on two things, right? And that's whether the information sits well with your understanding or whether it feels familiar. And the first condition is logical. Whether it sits well, that's logical. People compare new information with what they already know to be true. And they consider that, um, and they consider the credibility of the source. And so let's think about this. If your parent told you all the time you weren't gonna be anything, you know, I don't know why anyone's your friend, no one is ever gonna like you. I don't know why anyone's your friend, you're so mean and nasty. You've now been told by someone that you consider to be a credible source, which is your parent, that you are never going to be a great friend to anyone else. Which means if you can't even be a friend to anyone else, you can't be a friend to yourself, right? And, you know, so much, you're hearing these things over and over again that at a certain fact, if a certain fact is wrong, it can have this um, paradoxical effect. It just, it, it's so familiar that it starts to feel right, right? That you tend to say, man, I'll never really be a great friend or I'll never do anything that's going to be pleasing to others. So I'm not worthy to even be a better friend to anyone, including myself, right? Or I'm going to, what some people do is they overextend themselves or they do so much for their friends or, and you know, we're sticking with friends, but they do so much for their friends and those that are around them so that they can hide or not be open or seen to, to who they think or who they've been conditioned to believe that they are, right? And I think that's an important part is, have you been conditioned to believe that you are not worthy enough 
And what I say is, and, and I don't think the words have been, oh, you're never going to be a good friend to yourself. Oh, you're never. However, that self, ne that negative talk becomes negative self-talk. So then you're not able to be a true friend to your fir yourself first, right? And so what happens in your brain though, is that when you see the fact, when someone's telling you these negative things and you're seeing the fact for a second time and for a third time, the second time it's much easier to process, right? You read it more quickly, you understand it more fluently. You're, and then our, what happens is our brain starts interpreting that fluency as a signal of something being true. Isn't that crazy? that if it's repeated over and over and over again, the second time it's easier to process and your brain interprets that fluency as a signal for something being true. And that is whether it's true or not, your brain is seeing it and converting it to something true. In other words, rationality can be hard. I totally understand that. It can be very challenging to be rational but, and it takes work because your brain is busy. It's more comfortable running on feelings than on facts. And what I know for sure is facts are fun. Say it all with me, guys. Facts are fun. Facts are fun. Facts are fun. Now, what are some of the things that get in the way of us actually feeling good or trying to have some of that negative thought that's going on in our brain pushed to the side, right? Because we have shame and we have guilt. And I'm not gonna get into those particulars of what those two things mean, but on, the, on my Facebook um, closed group page, I've put up a shame versus guilt um, infographic that you can go on and take a look at because it gives you some different examples, but shame is a general feeling of inadequacy, right? And guilt is a specific sense, a specific sense of transgression. It means that you've done something specifically. Um, however, when you do something that you can't accept as a part of who you are, you need to start on a journey to become your best self. That's how you're going to be the best friend to yourself and you have to start somewhere you have to identify where does this self-talk negative self-talk come from you have to identify is that from a credible source that has given you that information over and over and over again why don't you enjoy being with yourself why don't you think that you're a good friend now a good friend to me is not being a, a good friend to yourself is not again looking in the mirror and only putting sticky notes and you know repetition of i'm better i'm better i'm better um i know i talked about the repetition and a lot of people repeat mantras and they look for things um to make them feel better on a daily basis however if you have not peeled back the onion to identify where some of these things are coming from I honestly, and again, I'm not a psychologist and I'll continue to say that, but from my own experience, I find that if you're looking in the mirror every day and saying, I'm more than enough, I'm more than enough, I'm more than enough, that sentence alone is really not going to get you to the quote unquote promised land and the promised land of being a great friend to yourself. Um, when you look in that mirror and you say, I'm more than enough, 
because I am bright, I am friendly, I am coachable, I am whatever, you have to have some meaning and some some meat behind why you think you are worthy enough to be a great friend for yourself. You have to enjoy being alone. If you don't, why not? Why don't you enjoy being alone? What are you afraid of? What are those thoughts in your brain that are on repeat mode that's continuing to tell you that you are going to be alone forever and now there's a fear that you have for being alone being alone um but you have to start on the journey and with that journey however listen to me carefully because with that journey um a new path that you're on that also comes with new challenges anytime you're trying to be different trying to be a better friend for yourself there's going to be some challenges that you're going to have to overcome often things that you didn't notice about yourself um and it could help if you have a guide or someone to help you navigate these waters so you can start making the choices and you can embrace as a positive you can start making different choices that you will then embrace and that'll be a positive part of your inner self but that takes a coach and what i'm saying is there's a lot of coaches out there quote unquote there's life coaches there's spiritual coaches there's all these coaches and i'm not gonna lie i'm doing some coaching now um there's some some people who've asked me to start coaching them and and i'm calling it the professional development coach but I'm doing that now because I am helping people navigate those waters, but it's important that you find someone that not only tells you to, oh, go be happy. Uh, if it was that easy, you think every, don't, you don't you think everybody would be, just be happy. It's easy, just go be happy. But does it come that way? Does it, just go be your own friend. Go love yourself first, you know? You can go and get all the pedicures that you want. You can go to dinners by yourself that you want, but truly, truly, how do you feel about yourself as a friend to yourself, right? Um, so it's so important that you can speak with someone and they can help you navigate those waters. You also have to forgive yourself because you know, and again, people say, oh, just forgive yourself. Oh, you know, I, I get it. It's easier said than done. But for me to be a true friend, friend number two, right? After, after Jesus, friend number two, um, got to forget the things that that's happened in the past. There's nothing I can do about them now. Um, all I can do is learn from them. But again, that's easier said than done. So the intent is to identify what those things are, what's on repeat in your brain, how are you getting through them and who's helping you and holding you accountable and peeling back the onion and asking you the right questions to help you forgive yourself. You got number two, you have to accept things that you can't change. Um, there's so many things that you're not gonna be able to change, such as your background or your past. So you have to learn from them and you have to accept them. And trust me, you'll feel better if you can do that. Now, again, I wish it was just that easy just to turn things off and turn them on, but I'm not sure that that's the case. You also have to focus on your strengths instead of focusing on your weaknesses. Um, you've always had some strengths, which you, you know, you're, it's a unique thing that you can do. Has anyone helped you tap into that? Has anyone helped you identify that, right? How do you focus on those strengths 
and grow as an individual because you have to recognize your strengths and build your life around them, which is important so that you can be confident and committed to your journey of being your best friend first. You also should write down your successes, right? One of the reasons that you may not like yourself, which then prohibits you from being a good friend is because we focus on what we don't have, but we forget about what we have. And again, we always talk about, oh, be positive, oh, be positive. That actually being positive works. Now, what I wanna say is there's times where we're just gonna be frustrated. I get it, you're gonna be frustrated. And, but being a positive person with the, to yourself, being kind and generous to yourself so that you can be a friend to yourself first um, will be very helpful. Um, one other thing you can do is stop comparing yourself to others because you are unique. Just like I talked about the identical twins fingerprints. How fascinating is it that you are so unique that no one else in this entire world has your fingerprint? That is just amazing. If you sit and think about the smallest thing of meaning your fingerprint, look at your finger now, look at it, look at all of them. Your fingerprints only belong to you. So why compare yourself to others? And then last thing is you have to be true to yourself. You don't like other people lying to you, so don't lie to yourself. Don't do it. Tell the truth. Share it with someone. Hit me up on Facebook if you are interested in a coaching session. Um, I give 15 minutes of free coaching. And then after that, it's um, you can decide for yourself. But I'm finding that we all are in this together. I want to be my best friend first. I want to be my big, biggest advocate. I want to be my biggest supporter. I want to be my biggest cheerleader. I want to be my biggest high fiver. I want to be my biggest um, positive affirmation person, right? I don't want to have to go and get it from others. I want to be my best friend first. I want to be okay if I don't want to go to a party that I'm invited to. I don't want to feel guilt or shame because I'm not doing that. Um, I want to be able to say, no, I don't want to hang out with so-and-so today. And I want to be okay that I can do that because I'm my best friend first. Now, I'm going to close with this because I do believe friendships are important. You heard me talk on the podcast about work friends. You know, I talked to one of my closest friends earlier in the month. So I am by far not saying that friendships are not important. What I am saying is that you have to think about how do you be a friend to you first? Get rid of the negative talk. It's not, and it's not just that easy that you just, if again, if it was that easy, everyone would flip a switch and everybody stopped talking the negative talk but you have to stop the reel that's rolling in your brain um, on the information that you've heard over and over and over again, the illusionary effect that is happening, not only in our lives, on television, on social media, but in our own minds. Um, because if you be a friend and love yourself first, that now opens you up to be able to give to others, which is for me the highest form of gratif gratification is watching others 
find joy and be content and love where they are in life and being able to provide that to others each and every one of us it's it's within our duty it's within ourselves and sometimes you can't do that alone but it's important to to be your best friend first be yourself friend first and hopefully I've given you some ways to to think through that to do that and to be confident and consistent in assuring that that you become your best friend first remember God's first but you become your friend first I can't reiterate that enough um so I will leave you with that I hope that you found some great pearls in this episode please share it with a friend if you are interested please go on my Facebook page and shoot me a message and again I'll um, I have a my first 15 minutes I haven't been charging but um, we're kind of talking about that and if you are interested please hit me up but I love the messages continue to send me messages on Facebook on Instagram on Twitter and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast. Share it with a friend. That is the best marketing opportunity that we have is for you to share it with a friend. That's the biggest reward. And I am humbled and I appreciate. We've had well over 800 and we're at 845, I believe is the number. And the number keeps growing. So you go out, make it a great day. And thanks for listening.